Welcome to day 36 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which are found in Exodus chapter 19 through 21, with a particular focus on chapter 21, verses 5 through 6. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore him his ear through with an owl, and he shall be his slave forever. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is is this can be a verse that makes us uncomfortable. There's all these laws in chapter 21 pertaining to slaves, and we think, well, hold on a second, God, you just freed people from slavery. Why are you giving them laws about slaves? And first off, we need to clear up a misconception that Our modern-day view of slavery is not necessarily the way that slavery was in every culture and and people group. Some people, especially in Hebrew culture, if they owed an outstanding debt, would sell their services in exchange to pay off that debt. And during that time, what would happen is is anything that they made or, or anything that they created would belong to their master. In exchange, they would be provided and treated like part of the household. They would be part of the feast. They would receive room and board. They would... Uh, receive protection from the master of the household. The neat thing is, is if you go earlier into the passage that I've read, it actually says that no man shall be a slave for more than six years. No matter what the debt was, no matter what was owed, if someone intentionally sold themselves into slavery, they could not be a slave for more than six years. And on the seventh year, they were free to go. If they came in single, they went out single. If they came in married, went out married. If the master gave them a wife and they had kids, this was one of the caveats is technically those would be considered part of their master's household since it was the master that gave the slave a wife. Now, this is an interesting concept because we sit there and we go, wait, they couldn't take their wife and kids. But the truth of the matter is by doing so, by providing the quote-unquote slave with a wife, in a lot of ways, the masters is welcoming them into the fold in a greater sense by giving them family. And, and that's where we see this caveat where it says, but if the slave says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go. Then he has a choice to be bound to his master forever. In other words, saying my, where I am and, and who my master is provides for me so well and my life is so well provided for because... Hebrew slaves still did get a wage. They worked and they were provided for, but they still received a wage. And so what this passage is about is if you find yourself and you've paid off your debt and yet you actually enjoy being under your master so much, you can bound yourself to them forever. And what's interesting about that is if you think about it, that is, as Christians, somewhat of a reflection of of what we've chosen, right? When we accept Christ, what we are saying is, I forsake my right as to live the life that I want. I forsake the rights to do whatever I want and be the God of my own life, and I choose instead to let you, Jesus, be my Lord and Master. Right? And we talk about Jesus as friend, and we talk about Jesus as Savior, but we don't often talk about Jesus as Lord. And the truth is, is if you're going to serve a Lord, 
Jesus is as good as it gets because what he promises is restoration, restitution, redemption, family, wholeness, forgiveness of sins. It goes on and on and on and on. And so when we accept Christ, in a lot of ways, we are saying, I will bind myself to you forever. And there's never going to be a better provider, a better deliverer than Christ. I wanted to talk about this verse because, once again, it's a verse that sometimes can be difficult to navigate without some understanding of Jewish culture and history. And the other reason that God gave these laws involving how you treat slaves and when they're free to go and, and whatnot is so that the people of Israel wouldn't forget how poorly they were treated in Egypt and would not become the oppressors. They wouldn't become the afflictors of a curse. Instead, they would be benevolent masters. They would be kind. They would be understanding. And there would always be a chance of freedom and redemption. But there was also, if you were an exceptional master, be a chance of being welcomed in and and becoming really a part of the household permanently. And I think that that's an encouraging thought. If you've had some other revelations or, or reading the scriptures of today have stood out to you in different ways, let us know in the comments and email. And as always, may you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us again tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.